0: Welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson.
1: And
0: welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Rich Dotson Here with my fellow host, uh, Matt O'Hara, on a beautiful, beautiful American birthday
1: oh happy birthday USA hey happy birthday 4th of July yeah
0: look at us it's coming crazy coming out with a
1: bang bang
0: bang 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 ooh sounds like fireworks <laughs> or, a gun, or a gun assault no one of the two we don't live in Chicago so we're safe
1: I hope it's just for the most part I hope it's just fireworks
0: me too oh what a bad way to go out yeah was there a movie once where like people were celebrating shooting like guns up in the air and then like a bullet came down and hit somebody in the head and killed them
1: I don't know but what goes <sighs> up must come down that is a true story. So here we are
0: today discussing the AFC North. A little preview action. Last week we did the AFC South.
1: Uh, we did the East. East? Mm-hmm.
0: I don't know. I'm not a compass, Matt. I know. I can't. I can't. I don't know exactly where we're going.
1: You're no Magellan.
0: Uh, but before we do that, a couple news and notes. Nothing too crazy, but a little crazy. Jameis Winston warned. A Little slap in the hand. Hey, buddy. Hey. Hey. You. You do anything else bad, you, we might just kick you out of the league.
1: I mean that's pretty big time. That's a little significant, I think.
0: I think that's enough for him to, you know, not only just him. I think Tampa Bay is gonna, the Bucks are gonna put a lock down that as well. I'm like, listen, dude, this guy right here is gonna follow you around. I
1: was gonna say he's gonna start getting the Des Bryant treatment. Exactly. He's gonna have he's gonna have chaperones and bodyguards, and, and it's not it's not to keep him safe. It's to keep <laughs> it's to keep him from doing dumb yes. stuff.
0: If I'm in a Superflex league, I'm totally throwing on a feeler on this one and seeing if he can be bought at some kind of a discount. Like, I'm have a, I'm in a league, uh, Ultimate Dynasty Podcast League with a lot of podcasters. Riley Blymaster uh, is in a league with me. He approached me. He's like, hey, do you like Jameis? He's like, what are your thoughts on Jameis? I'm like, I'm a huge fan. He's like, "He's like, what would I have to give you besides Tom Brady to get him? And I'm like, not happening. <laughs> not happening. He's just no, too young. Thank you. He's like, okay, I'm glad we're on the same page because I wouldn't trade him either. And it's just, to me, that's the right move. Put a feeler out there and see if everybody's kind of down on him. Um, the guy's still what, 24, 25 years old. A lot of upside there. A lot of weapons around him. I'm still a big Jameis Winston fan, and I am holding Jameis Winston. James Winston. But not I'm holding. If I am in superflex leagues, which I am in, I'm gonna go out there and buy. Because anytime somebody gets suspended, you know people like to act. Ooh, what's happened lately?
1: Right. Yeah. No, everyone freaks out a little bit, man.
0: Yeah. Ooh, Corey Davis. Psh, he's he doesn't he didn't do anything last year. Uh, buy, 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 buy. Bye.
1: We'll, we'll get to that in a little bit.
0: We'll get to that in a little bit. Sure. So, um, another news and notes. Julian Edelman. Hey, hey. I'd like to appeal. Uh, denied. I'd like to appeal again. Uh,
1: denied. Can I? Appeal? Denied.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, it looks like I'm sitting out the first four games. Yeah. Uh, hey, Jordan Matthews. Don't don't take my uh, don't take my spot, please, please,
1: please. Please.
0: Why are you giving me the finger?
1: We'll see what happens there. I mean, That's I not
0: think. Not a thumb. <laughs> They're giving me the thumbs up. Okay, go on. What's happening there?
1: Uh, nothing. No, <laughs> he's not playing. No, he's not playing. <laughs> yeah, he's exactly. Either.
0: Hey, don't break the don't break the. You know what? All these guys got to start getting off these PEDs and get into PEZs. Hit up those PEZ dispensers. Those are not illegal.
1: Those are um, totally legal. As somebody far else, as I know,
0: Somebody else was busted today for PEDs too. Who's that? Aaron Jones,
1: Captain. Oh, I bulked up.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, I love the bulk up stories. Like, oh, he bulked. Up. It's off season. Everybody's bulk. I know. It. What else are, are you doing? You're so, working out. So
1: he wasn't actually PEDs, though. That 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 stemmed from like his marijuana arrest last year. So that's it's it's a different policy, and and he only got a two game suspension for oh. substance abuse, not PEDs.
0: But they can't wait for like weed to become legal everywhere, like Canada, and they don't have to worry about that shit. So anymore. they can
1: stop giving a crap.
0: Yeah, like it's so it's like you know, like okay, people are charged with like sexual. Assault. Wait, did you say
1: weeds legal in Canada?
0: Yeah, they passed the law. It's, oh, did they? The whole country is legal. Oh, wow, I did not. One step closer for the United States to finally make the most stupidest drug in the world to be illegal legal. And there you go. There you go. So, Canna, yes, will be uh, legal. So, if you, you know, Toronto Maple Leafs up there in Hockey Town, the, the, the soreness will be a little bit easier on the skates there. Um, but Aaron Jones busted, you know, suspended two games. Gives a nice little uh, boost to Jamal Williams. Gives a nice little boost to Ty Montgomery. I, I said all along. I still like Ty Montgomery in this offense, and I like. Hopefully, they can use him in that kind of Duke Johnson role.
1: Right? No, I think I think it it adds a little bit of clarity, especially early on in the season. Because, I mean, obviously Aaron Jones has the talent that when he gets back, if he's given an opportunity to redeem himself, he, he can produce. But we'll see if he if this two-game ban just ends him in the doghouse and, and Jamal um, Williams kind of just runs away with that, that yeah. feature. Job. I
0: still like Aaron Jones the most out of all those guys, so I'm not really worried about it long term. But the problem is, you know, definitely in Green Bay when they have like to ride that hot hand, if Jamal Williams starts off well and definitely Ty Montgomery right. starts off like he did last year. Remember when he started off last year? Dynamite.
1: Oh, he looked awesome in the first game, and then he uh, he obviously suffered the broken rib, and he was just never the same.
0: So, if you're an Aaron Jones lover, like I am, mm-hmm. uh, you might be able to get him on the discount. I would use the opportunity, if I'm a mall Williams owner, um, you know, in this world, this day and age of hashtag two, three-year window, uh, if he starts off okay, I'm definitely going to try and see what I can get for him, sell him on the high. Uh, somehow, somebody's willing to give me a first for him, I'm going to jump all over that and test those waters quickly. Which, in an Aaron Rodgers led offense, <clears throat> it's very easy to get some running back production out of, run, uh, out of anybody that's getting all the carries, i.e., like an Andy, fat Eddie Andy Lacy, who everybody thought was super sweet. Uh, but meanwhile, he was just behind a really sweet offense. Right. How many times do you think I said sweet there?
1: I didn't count, but I would guess six or seven.
0: Pretty sweet of me. Yeah. Um, so let's get in this, shall we? Should we dive into the AFC North, let's, our home lead, our home thing?
1: Let's do it, man, our okay, home division.
0: Yeah. We got the Browns, we got the Indians, Cavs. We're backing up for now. R.I.P. Cavs. Yeah, R.I.P. Cavs. Damn you, LeBron. Uh, Damn you. I love you. Come so back. let's let's come start back. off hey, with. Come, uh, back. come on, come on, baby. <laughs> come on, you know I love you. Um, so we're gonna start off with my least favorite team in the NFL, the Baltimore Ravens. Oh, all right. Yeah, hate them.
1: I'm not a big fan either. I mean,
0: hate's a strong word but I just I like him very much. Right on. But good thing when it comes to fantasy football, I don't let any of that bother me whatsoever. Me neither. Uh, give me all the Lamar Jackson shares I could possibly get in Superflex. So look at the depth chart here, shall we? Let's do it. Uh, at wide receiver, we're looking at Michael Crabtree, Willie Sneed, and John Brown. And then on, on the outside out there, you got Chris Brown, you know, not the Rihanna hitter, and Brashad uh, Perriman, the homeless predator. <laughs> at running back, you have Alex Collins, Buck <laughs> Allen, Kenneth Dixon, at tight end, you have the Duggar family. Over the, the remember <laughs> my joke from last week?
1: No, I don't.
0: <laughs> About the Duggar family? No, it was uh, so
1: bad. I just we have it. so many
0: tight ends. It's
1: like <laughs> yes, I, I, yeah. I They're was like trying the Duggar to Duggar family. I was trying to hope that you wouldn't do the, it again. But
0: the, yeah. you know, it's a good joke when you have to explain it. No, so that's, let me explain that's, it to you. That's the key. Let me lay this out. So over the last couple of years, they've had so many tight ends. They're like that reproduction family, like the rabbits. Got um, it. The human race, the Duggar family. Got it. Uh, so they have Max Williams, Nick Boyle, first-round pick Hayden Hurst, and third-round pick Mark Andrews on the roster. And at quarterback, they have Joe Flacco for now. They have Lamar Jackson for the future. And they have RG3 as a nice ornament but not like one of those really nice ornaments it's kind of like the ornament that you put on the back of the tree uh just to kind of fill up space that you know people aren't really going to see it's facing a window but nobody's really going to come peek through your window anyways unless they're stalker creeper guy so unless they're you
1: it's that one that your wife makes you put on the tree but you just throw it in the back <laughs> is, that, is yeah. that what you're saying
0: i guess i'll put this one on too let me just go hide behind this window <laughs> meanwhile let me put my homer simpson hold a beer right here yeah perfect you know I, make, I think out of my christmas tree i think 35 five percent of those are like cleveland sports ornaments uh the rest are like movies and like cartoon things like i have a beavis and butthead one a family guy one simpsons one uh stuff along those And then I, like movies. i have a bunch
1: of of them from like when i was a kid so oh. that's what most of mine are
0: so like transformers and he-man gi joe
1: no like my mom would get me a, a an ornament every year and so it's like oh. cookie monster and like all sorts of, you know, oh. like going all the way back oh. to when I was a kid. Yeah, they're so cute.
0: We have a fake tree, but when we used to have a real tree when I was little. My mom used to do something where she'd cut the bottom of the tree off, the actual tree. And then she'd take our school picture and put it on there and seal it with a polyurethane. Right, right. And then we'd actually have a piece of that tree forever as an ornament. That's nice. Uh, I don't know where those are all now. Probably yeah. at my mom's house. Sure. But uh, I thought it was pretty cool. I have a fake tree, so I wouldn't do that. I'm just cutting off dead stuff.
1: You could just find a, a random shrub, maybe. Cut, <laughs> cut that off every year. That
0: in there really well. Nice homeless-looking tree. What is that? Is that Rashad Perriman tree? What's wrong with that tree? Let's talk about the Ravens, shall Let's we? Let's do that. Speaking yep. of homeless. yep. So they bring in Michael Crabtree this year. He's on a three-year, $21 million deal. Now, Michael Crabtree, 26.5% of Michael Crabtree's red zone targets went for touchdowns. That's 13 out of 49 catches, um, which is pretty good. He's a nice touchdown machine there. I look for him to be heavily targeted in this offense. I like John Brown to be a, the deep threat. I like Willie Sneed to be Willie Sneed and just be, eh, you know, nothing right. special. Now, I like John Brown in this offense because Joe Flacco loves to toss a deep ball. And John Brown's only there on a one-year prove-it deal. And I'm a big fan of John Brown. I know um, I know
1: that you are, yeah.
0: Really like his game. Really unfortunate. Just been hit with injuries and you know the the whole sickle cell. I was going to say
1: he really got derailed by the sickle cell, and wasn't there like also like a cyst or something like that, like simultaneously? Back, yeah,
0: which helps. So, right. I I think he fits that skill set pretty well. Um, enough though, where he still might be, he might he might come in and do well, but he also might be hit miss. I'm right. really I'm intrigued by John Brown. And, and and he's still on a one year contract. Doesn't mean they can't resign. But even if he does, it's still Lamar Jackson team going forward. So just because he fits Joe Flacco's skill set doesn't necessarily mean he fits Lamar Jackson's skill set. But I do say think Michael Traptree is gonna be a nice, heavily targeted receiver here. You know, with the unprovenness of all those tight ends, I think Crabtree right now is like a really good bargain in dynasty.
1: He, so he's gonna be a safety blanket for for Joe Flacco, I think. I mean, obviously, you know, he Joe Flacco likes to throw the deep ball, but those aren't high, high percentage throws. No. And and it's he seemed to always favor, you know, an Anquan Bolden type of guy yep. in the past. So um I think Michael Crabtree you can expect that same kind of Chain moving, very active in 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 the play calling um, type of role for Michael Crabtree. Yeah, wouldn't
0: it surprise me if this dude catches like ninety footballs, man. Yeah, I, I if definitely he stays see healthy. that.
1: Yep, it, obviously health is a big thing, but yeah, he's he's going to be the veteran. I think that Joe Flacco leans on. And he could be
0: had for cheap right now. I mean, this could yeah. be the di- he could literally be the difference maker in a championship caliber team this year, and you'd be looking at him where. When we look at the end of the year, like we're looking at wide receiver ones, and maybe finishes as like a low end wide receiver one, I'm like oh, Crabtree, you mm-hmm. know, like a well known name, but it's not something you really targeted there. And for his price tag right now, I mean, you could probably get, you know, Michael Crabtree for a couple, maybe like an upside guy in, in a second, right? Um, something along those lines.
1: So, um, I, I agree with that. You don't have to, I don't think it. I don't think you have to give up a ton for a thirty year old wide receiver at this point who is who's never been like a true um elite, I don't think, number one wide receiver. He yeah, kind of didn't do anything a, until he went to right, Oakland. Right. More of like a high end uh wide receiver too. So where do you see I mean, the Ravens, they don't have a ton of cap space. I mean, they have I think right now nine and a half million and uh-huh. they have a, they have guys like Flacco that's a
0: big chunk of money coming off
1: the books. Who they're going to be – I mean, I think they're going to be reshaping this team in the next year. I don't think they're going to yeah. – obviously, you know, Flacco's cap number next year goes up to $26.5 million. So, I mean, that it goes up even more. And they can actually save money by cutting uh, Joe Flacco next year, which which in my eyes is, is the route they're going to go. They're going to have Flacco this year. They're going to cut him next year. 100%. So where do you see a guy like um, Crabtree, you know – who who also they could save almost four and a half million dollars by cutting him next year as well. Do you do you see him as a lot more long term guy, or was this guy was he like a hey Flacco needs a guy for his last year here. Let's just bring in Crabtree. And kind of and see see how well we can do.
0: I think piggybacking off of just what we said, I think he will show enough this year where he will stay. Yeah, where when you once you get that that money off of the books of Flacco, that opens some things up, and they, they, you know they could do a couple other things like you said. They're pr- when it they go in Lamar Jackson, they're going to have you know help at the cap space, and I'm mm. sure some other numbers that you have the numbers that are coming off the books after that. After you take off Flacco,
1: I mean they could save ten and a half million.
0: Just right there? Just
1: right there by cutting Flacco next so, year. So it, it's a large chunk, man.
0: I think the ball's in Crabtree's court. You know what I mean? Because this is, is going to be Flacco's safety net. A nice, good vet for a rookie rece- you know, quarterback or second-year quarterback, first-year starting, right. is a nice thing to have. While these tight
1: ends kind of develop a little bit.
0: Exactly. And, and mm. then, But doesn't say they can't find somebody else in free agency next year, either, that they, they, they deem to be their number one. But at the same time, at $7 million for a guy like who's coming off, say he does – Say, say even comes a little bit below that. Say he catches 70 foot, footballs for 925 yards, something along those lines. It's like at $7 million, that's still pretty good value.
1: Well, so here's the deal. Like um but Crabtree's, his cap hit balloons. It goes from 3.3 million this year to 9.3 million next year. So I mean that's a pretty significant jump.
0: But when you got nobody else, I mean like we said John Browns on a one year contract. Right. So I think it all, there's a lot of question marks going forward. Um I think it's, but everything's going to revolve around Lamar Jackson and what is best for him. So, you know, for this year and going forward, you know, because obviously if Crabtree flames out this year, his dynasty value is kaput anyway. So,
1: do you have any trepidations about leaning so hard on um, Crabtree? Because, I mean, if the Baltimore Ravens go south, how quickly do they turn it over to Lamar Jackson? And then then it's an unknown commodity.
0: It's a very unknown commodity, but at the same time, you know, Crabtree can still be that safety net. You know, maybe they bring Crabtree in. Hey, we just need to run these short, intermediate, intermediate routes. Maybe some wheel routes here. Um, some quick slants. Right. Same thing with John Brown. Uh, maybe try to utilize Willie Snead again. I am not on Willie Snead's bandwagon whatsoever. Um, I am not looking for him. I don't even think he'll be a startable asset at all, personally.
1: I mean, I think he'll obviously work his way in and be the wide receiver three, and without their tight ends being reliable targets, I I think he could find a little there's, bit of a role. So there's we,
0: a role there, but not enough to make it
1: No, I don't, think, I don't think he's going to be like – I mean, obviously, it's a huge step down from New Orleans to Baltimore as, as far as fantasy offenses go. Yeah. So um, that alone, you know, reduces Willie Snead's value.
0: So let's move on to the running back position where we have – um Alex Collins Buck Allen and Kenneth Dixon and Kenneth Dixon you know got last year got suspended Mm -hmm. Uh, not a good place to be
1: and a meniscus and then he tore his meniscus
0: so he he was somebody that we liked a lot coming Mm. in there and to be that sneaky pass catching back because you had Buck Allen there he got 46 passes last year and early in the year is somewhat viable but the big news here I think is Alex Collins? You know he he's a pretty hot name in the dynasty world. They didn't do anything to address the running back position, which tells me they're comfortable with him. He averaged four point six yards per carry. After week eight, he averaged nineteen point two touches per game. And uh, like I said, they didn't bring anybody in there. Right. I know he's limited to the passing game, but you don't need him in the passing game when you got Buck Allen there and you have Kenneth Dixon. Well, I,
1: I was going to say, I think they addre- they didn't address the running back position because they have a little bit of everything. Buck Allen's the guy that literally just catches passes. Yes. Alex Collins is the guy that literally just runs the ball. And, and Kenneth Dixon is the guy that does both. And he's a little bit of an unknown, but um, I think, you know, Alex Collins, 23 years old, Buck Allen, 26, and, and Kenneth Dixon, 24. So they're all really young as well. Mm-hmm. Buck Allen's contract is expiring at the end of the year, and so is Alex Collins. Alex Collins will be a restricted free agent, but Buck Allen, he's mm-hmm. he's going to be an unrestricted free agent.
0: And if he plays well, he's going to get, get a contract.
1: I mean, I would imagine that as well, but all it takes is one little nick and, and who steps up then. So the only,
0: the only red flag you're looking for here is if Ken Dixon could come out and be a an all-around running back which i think he has the talent to do
1: i definitely do especially you know you know from a, obviously we're going just off a of college tape at this point is that it,
0: lafayette louisiana i believe uh
1: yeah okay uh, is that right yeah okay
0: yeah. yeah i mean i just remember looking reading the tape i remember he's somebody that we really liked going into the year
1: we really did yeah and and he does a little bit of everything so I mean, I think they've got enough invested as far as young talent that they, they didn't feel the need to go out and, and address it in the draft this year.
0: You know, and if they do bring Lamar Jackson, the, a guy who you have to monitor as a rusher as well, I think it opened up some things for Alex Collins as well. Obviously, we need Flacco to kind of make keep the, keep the ship steered straight to help out too. But I think Alex Collins is a nice upside running back for 2018 where, you know, you see a long-term you know, guy that you're looking at long-term. Right. He
1: he showed well at the end of the year. He did. He did.
0: But I mean, I put every running back, unless you're in a a transcendent talent into that hashtag two, three year window, uh, because there's just too much data behind that where these running backs have about two to three years of, you know, quality production for your fantasy team. Right. And then they're off the map. So to me, he follows right. Alex Collins, you know, from watching football for the last almost 40 years. He's somebody that, I've seen come and go a thousand times right. where they come in. They're a good running back. There's there's no bad feelings about him, but he falls right in that Eddie Lacey category. We're going to give me a couple of years here, quality running back, good dynasty asset, could finish as a running back one potentially if you can get the touchdowns. But long-term, I'm not overly sold on. You yeah. know, I liked him coming out of Arkansas.
1: So did I, And but if if he doesn't show well or or gets injured or anything like that, and, and Buck Allen, you know, Proves that he's nothing more than than the pass catching type of guy, which is is what he is. This might be Kenneth Dixon's job come next year. I mean, that's that's what the numbers say to me when I when I analyze that and I look at the players as, as to what they are as well.
0: He's the guy I'm buying.
1: Alex I'm Collins or yeah. Kenneth Dixon. I'm
0: kind of, I would buy Alex Collins for the right price, right. Um, but I think right now, I think everybody's kind of feeling like we were just talking about, like that upside there. Good quality running back might get a nice contract afterwards. But for the price tag right now, you know, if I'm gonna gamble on somebody, kind of like I feel like Ty Montgomery with right. his price. Yep. I'm gonna gamble on Kenneth Dixon, where worst case scenario maybe comes in and just fills that Buck Allen role, occasionally gets some first and second down carries, but he comes in and He's that safety net depth to to a guy like Lamar Jackson. Well, that's be a thing. the dump off shuttle screen guy.
1: That's the thing. Buck Allen is you know he's a just straight up um, free agent at that end yeah, of the year. Yeah, he's LeBron James. He's out of here. So Kenneth Dixon could easily, at the worst, slide into that role. Even Which is if,
0: a good role to be in,
1: even if Alex Collins shows well and gets a contract. So I mean, I think it's it's not a bad player to grab. And you're gonna be nothing. Be right proactive. Now. Yeah, he might be the guy that that you know. Doesn't do much this year, but really steps up next year.
0: In a, in a draft class, you know, in a way too early prediction of this, where the, like the 19 draft class isn't looking too sexified, um I'd have no problem giving him a third round pick for Kenneth Dixon. No if, problem. Yeah,
1: and he's super cheap right now. So, it, I mean, obviously, I, just a, a year or so ago, people were spending either a low first or high second on on Kenneth Dixon. I think that was where he was going in most drafts.
0: And you might be able to pull that sneaky maneuver where, like, okay, you find the guy who has. Who has Ken Dixon, Ken and you try to make him just part of, like, you know, you ask for two, like another crappy guy, and you offer a guy who might have, like, a name, like, Willie Sneed or something like that, um, that you kind of want to dump off and just try to get Ken Dixon that way. Or just even go right at it with Ken Dixon. Like, hey, I'll give you, you know, Willie Sneed for Ken Dixon, or I'll give you you know, Derek Henry, <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you I, I, Will I, Fuller and Derek would, Henry for, <laughs> I wouldn't do that. I, wouldn't, yeah, I, I would you know, I joking. mean, even, but even Will Fuller, like, okay, with Deshaun Watson, the success he had with Deshaun Watson, at least he has some upside. No, I, I was, Watson. I was
1: just kidding. Yeah,
0: I get, I get the joke. So yeah, I mean, I like Alex Collins. I am buying Collins for the right price. Um, I think he's a fantastic running back three on a championship team, uh, but still a, a solid running back two. For a team that doesn't have you know strong depth at running back, but a strong receiving core. Mm-hmm. Um, so at tight end, again, you're talking about Max Williams, Nick Boyle, Hayden Hurst, Mark Andrews. Uh, Max Williams, a former second-round pick. It looks like they're all out on that, apparently, when they invest a first-round pick in a guy like Hayden Hurst.
1: And then a third-round pick in Mark Andrews. So, I mean, Max Williams, unfortunately, never got a chance to show really what he could do due to that you know, whatever whatever knee injury that they never really said anything about until they said, oh, he's having an experimental <laughs> knee procedure to see if he can come back, basically. Um, so it, it seems like he's never really returned to form. And, and no, I, I would pass on Max Williams at this point and really focus in on the, on the two rookies. I mean, Nick Boyle is, is nothing to write home about. And so Hayden Hurst and Mark Andrews are probably the guys you're looking for. Mark Andrews probably, from a fantasy perspective at least for me, It has a little bit more upside just because he's younger and he's more of just a flex flex him out in the slot type of tight end where where he's really getting that kind of production.
0: That's where I think the value is for Mark Andrews is that, you know, on a team that's underutilized at tight end or receiver as it is, um, a lot of question marks there after Crabtree where this is a guy you can slide over easily into the slot and run two tight end sets. And I think that's the way they're going to kind of like utilize – him and I think they want to use Hayden Hurst in that pass catching ability as well because otherwise they wouldn't invest a first round pick. Right. That's the biggest thing going for Hurst. They they have a huge investment in this guy, so they're gonna look to get him involved, and that's the best possible situation you can be in is being somebody that's gonna be you know game planned for. Yep. And dynasty outlook, we're not overly in love with him because of his age. He's twenty five, so by the time he actually hits that you know window. You know, former baseball player, so there, he's behind the curve as it is in the realm of football, going to the NFL, which is a whole different atmos you know, a whole different universe of gameplay. To me, I think he's gonna take some time to develop. And then by the time he develops, he's just he's older. So you're gonna get, you know, three, four years, which is still a long time, but the investment there we talked about this during the rookie draft at tight ends, like he's worth like a late second round pick in a rookie draft. Um for me, I, like we said, I'm kind of more interested in Mark Andrews and see what he can be utilized as because sometimes we've seen a 100 times where the second guy drafted the same position has the better overall fantasy career, which is crazy. It, it's, it's, a,
1: it's weird how that does work out. And, and, yeah, the Hayden Hurst, the bump down is only because of age for me. I like, everything. I like parts of his game, a lot, lot of parts of his game. So.
0: And then you have Joe Flacco, who he's going to get cut by the Ravens. Somebody's going to sign him. Somebody's going to need him. Uh, whether it be, you know, somebody has his old QBs, maybe somebody retires unexpectedly, maybe somebody gets hurt. But Flacco will probably start somewhere next year, unless he just pulls up and retires.
1: I mean, I, I would unless he retires, who, know, who knows how badly his, what was it, back? What was the last thing that he hurt? His back or his knee? I can't remember. Um, either way, he'll be starting somewhere if he's playing. But he's not a guy you want to start other than in Superflex. And even then you don't want to you start. You don't want him. to start him. He's 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 not a preferred option, but you know, somebody's gonna to have to do and it. it and that flex. comes to
0: an effect to me sometimes, I think, you know, in Superflex, when you have that extra flex in Superflex where you start a quarterback, some people are like, Oh, I gotta start a quarterback there. And if like my number two quarterback is Joe Flacco, uh, and I have somebody else I can start there, like a running back, I'm gonna start the running back there. Like I'm in a super flex league with Jameis Winston and my two my two quarterbacks are Jameis Winston and Shawn Watson. My third quarterback is Ryan Tannehill. So I'm gonna see how the preseason goes. But if not, I'm not starting Ryan Tannehill there. Hell if it doesn't you know, no. I'm right. gonna start um I think Rashad Penny is my third running back. I'd start Rashad Penny over him. So for me, Flacco even in a super flex league, it's more out of like
1: Necessity. Right, right. What
0: right. defense Cause... is he playing? Who what are my other options? Right. You know. If my other options are real poor, it's like shit, I'm not winning the championship anyways.
1: If you have a if If you're in a one QB QB league and you've got Joe Flacco on your roster at this point, you're just wasting space.
0: Yeah, and there's not many, like, and what's weird about Flacco, too, is, like, there's not many quarterbacks I feel that way about. You know what I mean? Like, I don't even want to start him in a super flex. Right. Because that's how many points they don't score. Flacco, I'm, like, trying to think, like, through my head, like, another guy like that, you know maybe Tannehill but I want to see Tannehill rebound this year with the more you know what he does this year so I'm not gonna write him off but Flacco I know he's like that like mm-hmm. I don't want to start Joe Flacco under any circumstances Josh McCown th- provided himself viable last year yep. can, can you think of any quarterbacks off the top of your head like in a even in a super flex league you're like uh, okay maybe I could do better um tight end premium I can go with a little Jordan Reed
1: not really, man. Off the top of my me head, me neither. I can't.
0: Right? So he's like one of the like he's like the turd of turds. Like he's, he's, you know, he's up there. Right? You know, Trent Dilfer, the quarterback. You know, he won a Super Bowl. Joe Flacco won a Super Bowl, had a great year. But again, from a dynasty perspective, I mean, you can shine that turd all you want. It's still gonna stink like a <laughs> damn turd, because the dude stinks when it comes to getting me dynasty points. And damn it, I need dynasty points to win championships because that's all I play for. That's the right, ships, baby. Ships. Lots of ships. I'm going to sa- sail the seven seas. Call me Christopher Columbus.
1: Some years I feel like Eli Manning might be in that boat. But only every other year, it seems like.
0: Yeah, yeah. Eli, like for the last two years, that Eli Manning's been right there. Like, dude, I don't even want to start mm-hmm. Eli Manning. Because yep. like, if you do, like, you're like, dude, I'm not winning anything. Right. My number two quarterback in my super flex is Eli Manning. <laughs> I can do better. I can do better than anything.
1: I have to do better if I want to win. I have win. to
0: do better. So that's the Ravens um rg3 has no value whatsoever
1: true statement let's move on shall we yep to Absolutely. a team
0: that has an abundant amount of value in dynasty value that's the pittsburgh steelers
1: oh god um
0: let's look at this depth chart shall we mhm antonio brown oh he's pretty I made, good i just made a trade offer for somebody who wants antonio brown in one whatever a nerd herd league i offered him uh
1: he wants an- to sell you antonio brown or you want- he wants antonio brown okay
0: he has Odell Beckham. He's a good receiving core. I offered him Antonio Brown and Lashawn McCoy for Odell Beckham. And we'll see. I offered it today. Oh, okay. Uh, maybe accept it. Maybe won't. If you're listening, hit accept, baby. Come on. You get Antonio Brown. He finishes a top three receiver every single year. Can't beat him. I'm just going age because I got DeAndre Hopkins and Tyree Kill as my other receivers. Whoa. Yeah, it's a, it's a good squad. Um, so Antonio Brown, Juju Smith, James Washington. Darius Hayward Bay, yes, no. he's still in the league. Good. Um, at running back, you have Le'Veon Bell, the goat, James Conner, and Jalen Samuels. At tight end, you have Jesse James, Vance McDonald, and then at quarterback, you have Big Ben and Mason Rudolph. So you know Juju Smith, he's he 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 missed mini camp because of that knee injury. Mm-hmm. He's got like a knee that's bothering him. that's a little,
1: that's a little worrisome.
0: A little flag, right? Knee injuries are never good. Pay attention to that, to what happens uh, going forward. But, again, this is a guy who came off of a tremendous rookie campaign.
1: Out, out Outshined every expectation we had, that's for sure. Yeah. Ours were a little bit lower.
0: And then you have Levy. I mean, Le'Veon Bell, he's caught more passes at, at running back over the last two years than any running back in the NFL with 160 receivers, receiving yards. And that's why I mentioned this before. I think we just talked about this with the Duke Johnson rules. why Le'Veon Bell wants to be paid more because he's just as valuable as a receiver as he has – as a running back. Right. Hence, again, what Todd Gurley did last year uh, was tremendous with his 87 targets. You look at Le'Veon Bell in that same kind of category. So at the receiving standpoint here, Antonio Brown's obviously Antonio Brown, but he is 30 years old. And this is a team over the next three years. It's going to be a new team. You know, Mason Rudolph is most likely going to be the quarterback. The number one receivers and number two receiver, most likely going to be Juju Smith and James Washington. Obviously if you're winning now, you're using Antonio Brown. Right. You know, and there's nothing to do. It, it's. It, are you shopping Antonio Brown at all?
1: Let's see. I own Antonio Brown in a super flex league that I just won last year. So at this present moment, I am not shopping him. I want to see how this season starts off. But if my season starts going in the crapper the very first person I'm going to be selling is Antonio Brown.
0: Which is hard to go in a crapper when you have a guy like Antonio Brown. It is. I've is got it, him.
1: I've got A.J. Green. Uh-huh. I, I've, I've got a pretty decent team. So it's not like I anticipate my team going in the crapper. But, you know, a couple of injuries here and there to a couple of key players. And yeah. it's it's totally possible, especially in a superplex. You know, I lose one of my quarterbacks or something like that. I'm screwed. You the, know what I mean? The only
0: move I would do for, like, an Antonio Brown is exactly what like I just did today. Right. Would be try to flip him and you know maybe buy a little bit low like you know Odell Beckham missed last year so maybe I can get Odell Beckham for Antonio Brown for a guy that really wants to win this year he made a lot of moves to put him his team he's a pretty good team now in that same league my team came in second place last year. so I have a really good team too. so I'm not trying to just get rid of Antonio Brown but if I could flip him into an Odell Beckham or even you know any of those guys in that category mm-hmm. you know for me if I can get Keenan Allen back plus something, I'd be interested if I can get Devante Adams plus something I'd be okay and for me personally I'd be if I'm the problem is like if you're if you're trying to win you need Antonio Brown because that's that's where he is he's a top three talent and that's
1: and that's why I would keep him you know what I mean if I was winning I there'd be no reason to get rid of him but I would love to be able to
0: get like you know if I could flip Devonte Adams for example or uh Antonio Brown into like Devonte Adams and Sony Michelle mm-hmm. you know something like that like Devonte Adams plus a young running back. You know, hey, you're going to give me uh, Rashad Penny and Devonte Adams for Antonio Brown. Well, now I'm listening. You know, because I'm going to take both those points and it's going to help my team make it a little bit better. I'm listening in that category. Um, I do like James Washington long term mm-hmm. in that offense. I think he's a really nice player. Uh, Juju Smith. I think. I think Juju is a good player. But I also think he's like a really good number two player. But I'm not gonna I'm not gonna jump ahead of myself here just because of off his rookie year. It's pretty impressive of rookie year. So obviously you expect you know, off those numbers, you you would expect that to be better. But you know, after college tape, uh after seeing what he's rookie too, like do you have any, you know, worries about him being a true number one receiver?
1: I mean yes. I, I mean off his based off his college tape, yes. I mean, I think he looked a lot better in that offense than he did in college. So I guess I, I I I see him in a similar light that you do, uh, and I hate to be like that agreeable, but I, I think he'll settle into a a very good number two wide receiver for you know the NFL team, mm-hmm. which is I mean super valuable in that in that offense. Yeah. Um. Uh. Especially, but if Antonio Brown is taken out of the equation and coverages start getting rolled to him, yes. Instead of everything rolling the opposite way and him being. Left basically one on one, how does that affect his game? Is he the true number one that can go up and and defy the odds there and beat double you know, you know uh, double coverage every single time? He's, I don't I don't think he's that kind of. He's
0: player. got a lot of pressure off him right now right. with you know Le'Veon and uh, Antonio drawing a lot of attention right. there. So. You know where I, I see James Washington as more of an explosive player.
1: I have definitely you know based off their college tape alone, you, you know you you have to you have to think that James Washington is the more explosive player, and, the more natural fit to kind of slide into an Antonio Brown type of role, if he if he ever you know whenever they get rid of him.
0: We mentioned that during our rookie talk, like you know are are we being too low on James Washington, a guy after watching all his tape that we loved mm-hmm. a lot and throughout the whole process gave a first round grade to. Then all of a sudden he goes to Steelers, so we bump him down a couple of hairs, and in hindsight, you might be like you know, for dynasty, for long term, this this in the second round that's tremendous value. Is this somebody I'm trying to buy? And I think I don't know if I mentioned it before, but he's somebody that I'm definitely trying to after this year, which I don't think it's for for ideally. I really don't even think his price tag is going to go down that much. I think he's going to do just enough to kind of tease us into that kind of like. Ooh, like D.D. Westbro Westbrook kind of, you know, they're like right. ooh, what's going on? Even like what Juju did last year, like ooh, this is a good dynasty value, give him a little bump. But I definitely want to get some James Washington shares under my belt if I can, because I think long term. And you got to remember who was his quarterback in college, Mason Rudolph. So as that you know, as that progresses through time, him and Mason Rudolph, who will be not only you know played college together. But guess who's going to be on the second team working with Mason Rudolph all the time? Right. James, James Washington. James Washington going to be right there. I think that's going to be a real smooth uh uh transition, transition there. there. Yep. And I think James Washington, I think in hindsight, everything we said, we might have bumped him down a little bit too far. That being said, I'd still take Anthony Miller and Michael Gallup over him because the situation's immediate, you know, immediate gift. But I think James Washington, somebody like as a year, Transpires, I'm gonna try and dip my toe in that water and still try and get him. He's somebody I'm actively gonna pursue mid season. Mm-hmm. You know, as as it goes, as it goes through every time and just trying to put a couple offers out there and get some James Washington. Definitely, as some teams maybe fall out of it and they might be a little bit start focusing on that rookie draft where people do that too much. Like right around week six, week seven, you you'll maybe the guy who drafted James Washington is somewhat, you know, because he's in the middle, probably most likely a, a lower to middle draft round pick if he went his natural slot there and not through a trade saying hey man uh i know you took james washington last year in second i'll give you my 19 second uh my 19 third and this you know oh okay cool just to get some shares yep now here's a here's a here's a spot that really interests me tight end yeah jesse james and vance mcdonald they traded for vance mcdonald the 49ers last year and he's a pretty athletic tight end he is his hands aren't the greatest.
1: He's had some issues. We'll put it that way.
0: But, I mean, Big Ben likes to tight end. Yeah, yeah. And this is a guy, again, who I think is super cheap. If you're in tight end premium league or you just need a tight end, I think of all the tight ends we're going to talk about this year, besides, I think, I think right behind Ricky Seals Jones, I think Vance McDonald will be like, if you're talking about like sneaky, good tight ends this year, it could be sneaky good. You know, I think Ricky Seals-Jones at the top of the list. I would put Vance McDonald right at number two to be my sneaky guy there. Um, again, you don't have a really big receiver for your red zone threat. Correct. And if he can just get his hands down, then he might be a little bit of a value. But again, you know, the hands aren't an easy thing to fix.
1: No. I And another thing working against him, he has a pretty high cap number, too. I mean, he's making – it's like – Almost four and a half million bucks. So I mean, if he doesn't produce this year, this will be it for him. Oh, you know? for so sure. so it's it's. I mean, his contract runs through twenty twenty one, so he's on a pretty long term contract yeah. right now. But but if he doesn't if he doesn't start producing, I mean, they're going to be in the tight end market as well because I mean, the Pittsburgh Steelers are working with only like five million bucks or something. They like that. They don't have much money. They have they have got very little because I mean they have so much tied up. And guys like Le'Veon Bell, who's counting like fourteen million against the Cap with with the franchise tag this year. I mean, obviously if they don't sign him to a long term deal and they get rid of him, that'll that'll free up a lot of space. But Antonio Brown is almost eight eight million. And then he his his number balloons up to twenty two million against the cap next year. So I mean that is like a I mean, Antonio Brown's one of those guys that's really staring at down the barrel a little but bit. But you here know what? They're going to they Matt. Yeah, they're they, going to restructure. they to have to.
0: Yeah, they're going to make it a sign. They do that every time with players like that. that are worth like that. They make it a signing bonus. But
1: but he's getting to the point in his career where they can't do that anymore. He's 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 a 29 year old wide receiver. So they're going to have a big decision coming on to, uh, up on Antonio Brown. Whether hey, do we extend this guy and and really have to eat the money at the end the of that contract? Yeah or do we cut bait cuz we got these two younger guys coming up
0: there's no way they cut bait the guys the best receiver in the nfl
1: right well i mean i think that i think that decision's tied to ben Roethlisberger also i think, I think, I think this, this is ride, a, this i think is they ride one. the
0: cap line I, I think they would find other players to restructure you know i mean they they'd move money elsewhere for someone on they and they'll,
1: and they'll get some relief i think um you know shayzier is worth like eight, 8 against the cap this year and he'll be coming and they off and his
0: entire offense his entire salary sign and bonus as right. well um, what do you think of the possibility of Jalen Samuels, you know, well, sticking in that tight end kind of category possibly? I know they want to use him at running back.
1: He's just so – he's he's only like six foot tall. So I don't yeah. see how – I mean, I can – I don't see how they can use him like that. I could, I think they can, might be able to use him as like a fullback out of the backfield and yeah. like an H-back type of role. And, and, and that would be, you know, probably his most useful, especially early on and if Le'Veon Bell is, you know, as long as Le'Veon Bell is still on the team, I think that's it. I think that's gonna be his role.
0: I want to see how they utilize him, you know, because then you gotta be worried, you know, if they don't resign Le'Veon Bell, is it James Conner's team? Can Jalen Samuel step up or they just go a complete different direction? We'll have to see. I still think they find a way to re sign Le'Veon Bell, like uh-huh. do a long term contract. He's I mean, too good.
1: He's too good, but he's asking for he's asking to reset the entire market.
0: True. And we just as, mentioned they're up against the cap as it is. And
1: they don't have yeah, they don't have a lot of room. So it's gonna be very difficult. I mean, I'm not saying it's impossible because I mean they can work numbers and, and do a lot of things behind the scenes to get cap numbers reduced.
0: Yeah, they would need a lot of help from Big Ben probably to, you know, right. sign a bonus goal, that Tom Brady route. So let's move on because we're running out of time here. Yep. Um Cincinnati Bengals. So, you know, depth chart. A.J. Green, Brendan LaFell, John Ross former first-round pick. Then you have on the outside of there, Tyler Boyd, Auden Tate, um, Cody Core. Cody Core. Uh, at running back, you have Joe Mixon, Gio Bernard, Mark Walton. Tight end, Tyler Eifert, Tyler Croft, Jordan Franks. At QB, you have Andy Dalton, Matt Barkley, and Logan Woodside. So this is an interesting team because they have some real interesting players here. You know, Andy Dolan last year, That offensive line for the last two years has been terrible. He got sacked on the average of 40 times a year. They're, you know, the first round pick, they draft Billy Price, center of Ohio State. And then a trade with, for Cordy Glenn from Buffalo Bills. When he's healthy, he's he's a pretty legit left tackle. He is. There. yeah. So it's really good news for a guy like Joe Mixon. Um, you know, last year, the Bengals were 29th in rush attempts. In 20, 2017. That's just not enough. That's yeah. just not enough at all. And especially,
1: I mean, especially in the division, you know, the AFC North, um, it's kind of more of a ground and pound type of division. Well, it used to be at least. Um, I mean, they've been airing it out quite a bit more. But,
0: that's the NFL as a whole.
1: But um, I think, especially late in the season, you got to be able to run it, you know what I mean, especially with the, the weather and stuff like that up it, north.
0: And that's the upside with, with Mixon was, you know, before Jeremy Hill got hurt, in the first nine games with Jeremy Hill in it, in in the offense, Joe Mixon had 107 carries for 31, um, uh, 31. I had something on here. I, I miswrote something. His yards were probably like 310 yards, or something along those lines. Okay, uh, for three touchdowns, it was a 3.0 yards per carry. After he went down. For the five game, uh, for the five games after that, he had seventy-one carries for three hundred five yards and one touchdown, good for four point three yards per carry.
1: So after basically, he went down. Basically, when he got into a little bit of a rhythm, he yeah. was able to run more and, and produce better.
0: And extrapolate on top of that, the last four games of the year, he averaged five yards per carry. So it was a really good trend there going for Joe mm-hmm. Mixon on the up there. So you have Joe Mixon locked in. And then behind him, you know, even Geo at the late of the year showed pretty well, averaging four point four yards per carry. And you want to say that he's locked in as you know the pass catching back. But the problem I'm worried about Geo is here is they draft Mark Walton, and I think Mark Walton fits that Geo bill pretty well because they're somewhat similar players. So you know, I don't know what Geo's cap number is, but when they resigned him to I don't know where he fits in that. Like he might be expendable if Mark Walton come in and play that same role.
1: I, I mean, I definitely had the the same exact thought there. The, the um, they're obviously not going to get rid of Gio Bernard this year. They want to no. see what they have in Mark Walton. So, I mean, I'm looking at ne- next year's cap number. They can save almost four million bucks by getting getting out from underneath Gio Bernard next year. So, it's not like they have um no space. But the Bengals they don't have a lot. They only have like fifteen million dollars. Which I mean. In the NFL landscape, isn't a ton of money to re-sign some guys, so
0: the cap would go up a little bit too. But mm-hmm. I, I see the way Mark Wallen's similar style there, and then you got to remember Joe Mixon catches the ball pretty well too. So right. they came out and said, "Hey, we want this guy to be a three-down back." Which again, if Wallen could show mildly that he's in that Gio Bernard category, then I think Gio Bernard is playing elsewhere in 2019. Right. They
1: have a lot of incentive. We'll put it that way which to, is a to good get rid thing, of Gio, which Bernard. is a good thing. I yeah. mean.
0: I like to see those. Here's the thing. When those guys become free agents, I like those guys becoming free agents. I like the Jarek McKinnons, um, the Danny Woodheads, because they go sign somewhere where the offense fits them well, and they know they're going to be utilized. So I think as a dynasty owner, I'm hoping Gio Bernard gets out of the system, and I hope he goes somewhere else. Right. And let it be Mark Walton and Joe Mixon, because if Joe Mixon is not become the guy, then that just crushes Gio's value as it is. I would love to see Gio Bernard more in that. Derek Henry, Deion Lewis kind of role that Nick Chubb, Duke Johnson kind of role. Right. That's why I want to see Gio. So if they're going to utilize Joe Mixon. He's going to take this big step value forward. I I want Gio to be free. I want him to be released into the wild. All right. Where do you view Joe Mixon, Dynasty overall? What's it? Where are you looking at him as?
1: Um, uh, I mean, obviously we we all liked him a lot coming out of college and the initial the initial view of him wasn't great. You know, like you were saying, it was, he was averaging three yards a carry and, and didn't look awesome doing it. But I think as the year went on, if you, if you paid attention and you stayed, you stayed on it, you got to see a little glimpse of, of what Joe Mixon could be when he gets a feature role, which he does have now. So I, I still, I'm pretty high on Joe Mixon. I like him a lot. I think he's, this is going to be his year where he kind of breaks out of the mold a little bit here and, and gets going. I think he's got definite, you know, top ten type of talent. Absolutely. So, so definitely running back one category for Joe Mixon, especially with all his receiving skills. So.
0: I am with you on that too. I I love the improved offensive line because that offensive and offensive line's been terrible. Right. Getting a really good center can help a team a lot and obviously the left tackle as well there. So mm-hmm. I think it's a really good start. At the receiving position, you got AJ Green. You know, AJ Green's a guy who's just consistently been fantastic. On his career, Um, This is a guy that averages – where do I have it here? He averages – he's averaged so far in his career in seven years, 1,173 yards and eight touchdowns a year. Um, Only one year out of those seven he had under five touchdowns, and it was in 2016 he only played 10 games. Let's say it was his
1: injured year, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, he had 964 yards and four touchdowns in 10 games. So he was still on pace for a fantastic year. Um, You know, guys like him and Julio lately – even Antonio Brown has been d- d- bumped down in the dynasty ranks. And now that, that's mostly because of the emergence of all this running back talent, which there's tons of running back talent. Now we have an over, we went from that, you know, five year period there where running backs were so hard to get because the talent just wasn't there. And the right. receivers were all the value. Now I know even uh DLF just said for the first time, Todd Gurley in their ADP for July has reached number one, one. Wow. Which to me is still crazy how you would take him over. DeAndre Hopkins or Odell Beckham—that still doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever. But to each of their own, right? Everybody tax dynasty differently. I Absolutely. would never, I would never, ever, ever, ever do that. <laughs> ever,
1: ever. It's hard to take a short-term asset that early, but go yeah. ahead.
0: You know, definitely off of one year. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter how good a talent is. Give me all the DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins to me. We'll, we'll talk about the Texans next episode. But my love for that guy is like no other. It's legit. Um. So you have AJ Green there again. He's just. He's A.J. Green, still really good value, um, championship-willing kind of, you know, player, just needs a little bit more help around him. You know, last year I think he had his, his worst drop rate um, or, like, not catch rate, but a lot of that's due to do with the offense too. Andy Dalton being a lot of pressure, running game not going, no receivers around him. You have John Ross, who they invested a top-10 draft pick in, who had negative fantasy points right. in a year because he had a catch and a fumble.
1: Let me, so let me stop you there. Who Who is the wide receiver to there? Because last year, I mean, it was, it was Brandon LaFell. And that guy, I mean, he's thirty-one years old. He's he's, he's a, got a he's a big deep threat. He he's got a you know four million dollar cap hit, and then he's a free agent at the end of the year. So I mean, there's a lot of opportunity here in the Bengals offense going forward for whoever establishes them, them themselves as the wide receiver too. Because obviously AJ Green's he's not a spring chicken. I think he's what like 28, 29 or something. He's twenty nine, he's gonna be thirty. Okay, so year. yeah, so I mean, there's some there's some opportunity. Is it? Is it John Ross? It's John Ross. That's who. That's who I think it's as well. It's a
0: hundred percent John Ross. They invested way too much right. draft capital on him. Uh, reports right now coming out of like the you know the OTAs and whatnot, mm-hmm. what I've seen, and even some tape of it, he's looked pretty good. Um, this is a guy that you were higher on than I was, with right. John Ross, because you liked his route running ability and his explosiveness. And I'm t- slightly tingled about what I've seen so far. Just that, you know, simple things. You know, but you got to start somewhere. So yeah, the simple absolutely. things I've seen of John Ross, I like. And like you said. Brent lafell he is older this is a guy I mean Brent lafell is predominantly just a deep threat as it is so I'm not worried about him this is a guy who's averaged over the last two years with the bengals seven hundred five yards and four and a half touchdowns so he's been he's been exactly what they need him to be mm-hmm. you know he's not a problem but he's that deep threat you got Tyler Boyd who's more of a slot receiver than um anything else and who's
1: never really shown much in the NFL and it got in the doghouse last year. But
0: he he was in the doghouse last year for a while, but then right. the last game of the year he came out and he, he, you know he caught the game winning touchdown versus the he had a good game, the, right. the bumped the Ravens right. out of the playoffs. Yep. Tyler Boyd came in and he kind of showed himself something there to come out of the doghouse. And that's how he ended the year on a strong note, which is again good to see. So, you know, do they move Tyler Boyd into slot, and then you have John Ross and AJ Green, and kind of like use Brendan LaFell as just kind of a spell kind of guy, right? Because he's come up the books anyways. I don't know, but right now I think it's for sure John Ross. One, you got to see what he ha- what they have. He showed nothing last year, mm-hmm. literally nothing. He finished year at negative fantasy points, which is terrible. That's literally opposite of good. That's worse than bad.
1: <laughs> it's not what you're looking for. That's right. worse than nothing, yeah. dude.
0: You did w- you did worse than nothing. You're nothing. You're worse than nothing. If
1: somebody started you that game. You just kicked him in the nuts.
0: Yes. So that's where, to me, I think it's John Ross. I'm, I I don't know what John Ross is going to do. You're a bigger fan of John Ross than I am?
1: I'm, I mean, I'm with you. I think I think this is the time to do it for him. If he has another one of these soft tissue issues or, or comes up lame again, um, he may miss his, his opportunity. But I think this year is obviously John Ross's big opportunity to really establish himself in the dynasty community kind of pay off for those people that that spent a late, late first-round pick on him last year. And, and you might you might be able to go get this guy right now if the, if the owner is really frustrated by what he did not get last year for, for a first-round pick return.
0: It might be worth a first-round pick to invest in him. It's just I'm worried about the injuries. When, it, when we were breaking him down as a rookie, I was never afraid of the talent. I was really worried about the injuries right. and how he was going to hold up in the NFL. You know, I mentioned it. I, I remember like I remember sitting here breaking him down, saying, hey, mm-hmm. this is a guy who pulled up on his 40 and hurt his calf on a 40. It's just I don't know if he's going to be able to hold up in the NFL. And that's what I'm worried about. Like you said, if we have another injury, that's it. I'm out like that's he's done for for me. Like this is a guy, he's, he's not going to put together. He's always going to be hurt. But right now he has a clean slate for me. I don't care about last year, just like I don't care about Corey Davis. What he did last year. I don't care about what Mike Williams did last year. I still like Mike Williams a lot. I still love Corey Davis a ton, mm-hmm. a ton. And we're going to talk about him next episode. I think he's one of the most undervalued players in the uh, dynasty fantasy football right now. And who, if you want the next AJ green, that's who I'm going to go by. But we'll be there next episode. So for me, it's John Ross, AJ green at the tight end position for the uh, Cincinnati Bengals. You have Tyler Eifert, Tyler Croft, Jordan Franks, um, Tyler Eifert declared himself healthy, hundred percent. And I'm telling you something that he has a setback and he's, he misses all OTAs cause he's hurt. He might not be available for training camp. This is a guy who has missed. Um, over the last four years, he's appeared in 24 out of 64 games. It's only 37.5% of his games over the last four years. He had one dominant year when he had like 600 receiving yards. We had 13 touchdowns in 13 right. games, which was like a touchdown per game. First-round pick that committed to him. He really likes the Bengals. He needs to play well this year. So, for me, Tyler Eifert is... A question mark because they do need a big receiver besides AJ Green, but he's got to stay healthy. He has not proven he can stay healthy. I don't believe he can stay healthy.
1: So, no, neither do I. I mean, the Bengals don't even believe he can stay healthy. He only signed a one year. It's a one year five point five million dollar contract. It's a total prove it deal. Um, and he, uh, here is a quick story. I mean, you know, obviously Hunter Henry went down. I am a Hunter Henry owner. Uh, another owner approached me about you know he said, oh, I got to – um. I have a bunch of tight ends you know um are you interested I'm like who I'm like who do you have you know and then he rattled off a couple of names he was like Tyler Eifert <laughs> and I'm like I got Tyler Croft I'm good I'll just you know I, I think I'll pass all together I'll just wait for Tyler Eifert to get injured and and at least I'll have Tyler Croft his backup as as somewhat of a safety net and that's and he is he's a safety net. he's a safety he's net viable he's viable he's a viable option but Lo and behold, like a week later, the report comes out that he's had a setback and he might not even be ready for training camp. So Roth? that's no, oh, I yeah. So, I mean, it's just like I, I I can't rely on nobody should be able to rely on this guy. He's he's worse than you know Jordan Reed as far as being a tight end, Available, yeah. yeah, tight ends that are injured all the time. So, he'll
0: be interesting. I talk about too Jordan Reed when we get to him because he's got such high upside and people are just throwing him by the wayside,
1: right? But for good reason.
0: Yeah, yeah, his, so, head's, his, his head's looser than Jenna Jameson.
1: Exactly. So, um, Tyler Eifert, man, I am going to take a big old pass. I, I'll, I will go out there and not try to not try to aggressively get Tyler Croft, but I mean, if you can get him on the cheap, he's not a bad guy. as a as a third tight end on your team, or something like that. I mean,
0: good matchup guy. I remember last year in my ESPN show, I was saying the week they played the Browns because the Browns were the worst tight end. I'm like you got to play this guy, and right. eh, Cam's in, scores two touchdowns. Yeah, he scored
1: two touchdowns. So that.
0: he he's definitely viable. Obviously, the quarterbacks we don't need to dwell on. No, uh, it's just Andy Dalton. He's just a jag. So, yeah. but he had, he does have two top five finishes. So if everybody's on, then he could be okay. Now, let's get to my favorite team in the entire world here. Say the best for last, the Cleveland Browns. Now, the Cleveland Browns, not only my favorite team, but from a dynasty perspective, there's a lot of value here. I think in DLF's ADP, they have, like, the most guys in the top 100 here. So, their depth chart, at wide receiver, Jarvis Landry, Josh Gordon, Corey Coleman, Antonio Callaway, Jeff Janis, Ricardo Lewis. At running back, you have Carlos Hyde, Nick Chubb, Duke Johnson. At tight end, you have David Njoku and Seth DeValve. And then at quarterbacks, you have Tyrod Taylor and Baker Mayfield. Those are the, That's the gist of it there. Now, I mentioned earlier that Le'Veon Bell, over the last two years, has caught the most passes at the running back position with 160. Well, Duke Johnson has the second most over that time at 103, with 133 catches. And this is a guy who finished as a running back one last year, really undervalued in the dynasty community as well. I don't know why people undervalue these PPR running backs. You know, Even if Duke Johnson doesn't finish as a running back one again – He's going to finish as a high-end running back, too, most likely. They signed him. They re-signed him. They paid him. They're going to utilize him. Oh, yeah. Todd Haley knows how to use a pass catcher running back. This is a guy who played in the slot a lot last year. I think it really demoralizes Nick Chubb's value a lot in my eyes. And I like Nick Chubb, and I think Nick Chubb's going to be a really good running back. I really do. But at the same time, with Duke Johnson in their slot, he's not going to catch a lot of footballs most likely, which is going to make him touchdown dependent. I think that's a little bit, you know, eh. and definitely with Carlos Hyde being there, he got paid really good money. So they're going to use Hyde this year. Uh, most likely with his experience and his pass catching ability, it's going to be more Carlos Hyde early in that first and second down than Nick Chubb. I think Nick Chubb's clear clearly the future there. Everything right. I'm reading out reports is he's looked fantastic here as well uh, on the line. So I like Nick Chubb as a dynasty running back, but at the same time, like, you know, I'm I'm slightly more I, I I where he's going, and I see all these rookie drafts. I'm kind of somewhat perplexed on it. I'm like, wow, you just took him over. I see Nick Chubb go over Sony Michelle, and I'm like, what is going on here? You know,
1: that's a, I mean, that's a little crazy for uh you know to me, obviously, but I think the Browns are are loading up at running back. I think you know, obviously, they've got a a Jarvis Landry and a Josh Gordon who are both really good wide receivers, but what does Jarvis Landry do? Catches the ball really close to the line of scrimmage, right? What does Josh Gordon do? He can take a slant
0: 90 yards
1: yards on any single play. So I think they're going to be running the ball a lot and getting the ball out of Tyrod Taylor's hands quickly because that's just – that's what they're going to need to do. Their offensive line is has taken a step back. I mean, there's no two ways about it. Their left tackle situation is going to be a, a freaking debacle this year. Joe Thomas, That's a big question mark. Joe Joe Thomas retired. It, it's more than a big question mark, um, and they literally don't have anyone. They don't have a qualified left tackle to play left tackle for them. So they're gonna they're gonna to try to lean on the run, I think, especially early, and they're gonna be doing quick hitting passes, which is Tyrod Taylor's strength. You know, he's not great down the field anyway. So I think that's going to be that's going to make up the majority of the offense. But you know the fact that they have Carlos Hyde, Duke Johnson, and then they went and drafted Nick Chubb. I think they're going to try to run the heck out of the ball.
0: I agree, one hundred percent. I think they are run the ball a lot. I so, just think I think the only viable fantasy option you have in that roster right now, and it's going to be Nick Chubb. I mean, uh, Duke Johnson.
1: You think you don't think you don't think Carlos Hyde is going to hold enough value? Or you think there's just going to be no, too much of a split between? They're him going to get Chubb
0: carries. Yeah, I think Chubb's going to hurt them just enough where it's not going to be that you know like who's going to get the goal line carries, right. You know, who's, you know, Carlos Hyde's an overwhelming, like goal line carry kind of running back. And and
1: you know what? It's not even in the Browns best interest to do it. You know what I mean? Just give it to one guy when two guys can, can do it. So, I mean, they're not going to, they're not going to placate the fantasy league players and and just, just use one guy. So it's going to take an injury to, to, you know, one of these guys to really clear up the murky waters, so, I mean, I agree with you that Carlos Hyde and Nick Chubb this year are going to be a little bit hard to predict, and, and Duke Johnson is the one guy that you're going to be able to rely on. Yeah, I think it's a fantastic
0: combination with the actual Cleveland Browns themselves yeah. um, to put them in position for success. But for your dynasty team, the only thing I want anything to do with there is Duke Johnson. For me, Nick Chubb with the Duke sign-in, again, my long term, I, I have no interest. I really don't. I, I think he's a fantastic running back, but again, he falls in the category where I think he'll be more – I mean, again, he's got to score, you know, nine to 12 touchdowns and rush for 1,400 yards on the ground to be like real viable. Because if you're going to give me 800 yards, uh, you know, along those lines, you're going to be 800 yards and eight touchdowns, then I don't want anything to do with you, honestly.
1: So if you're going to fall in that
0: Derrick Henry category where you're rushing for 744 yards and six touchdowns, but you're only catching 13 passes, what does that do? What does that do for your fantasy roster? Again, not a bad player. Derek Henry's not a bad player. None of those players are really bad players. But right. where is my fantasy production? That's what I'm looking for. Where is that long term with Nick Chubb? Where is it
1: at? And you can't fall in love with the the running back, the player. You have to be realistic and look at what kind of production you're going to get from him. So it, I'm 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 with you to an extent. I think Nick Chubb is a good enough running back that he'll still have some value. I, I like him a lot more than I like Derrick Henry coming out, we'll put it that way. Me too. So I I'm I'm not shying away from him quite as much as I was from Derrick Henry, but I understand where you're coming from. And Duke Johnson has signed I mean he signed a three year extension. So I mean that that He's here for four years. He's here for four more years. It, it, you know, the contract runs through twenty twenty one. So it's not like it's not like just three years and maybe they'll get out after two or I mean, you know, it's it's he's here till twenty twenty one.
0: And I think Nick Chubb could be a solid running back too. But his value right now mm-hmm. is going to give you in return running back one return. So if I could sell Nick Chubb for another player that I think is going to be over the let's just say it, for the next four years a better overall fantasy output player, right? Then I'm looking to move that make that move because yeah. right now you. where I'm he's looking where he won the draft, it's just it's he holds really high value and in a really strong draft this year. This is a guy who went four, five, three. You know, if I could flip him for a Royce Freeman or Karrion Johnson and keep that youth and then get something else return. I am all over that. You know, if I can get, you know, uh, Karrion Johnson and Mike is for Nick Chubb, say those were the guys. I'm all over that. You know what I mean? If I can somehow get some of that, like a youth running back, one of those guys, Royce Freeman, Karrion Johnson. Um, if I can flip Nick Chubb into Joe Mixon, I'm doing that. You know? So that's it. I, I like Nick. I definitely like Nick Chubb. And I think, even with Duke there, he'd still be viable for your fantasy roster. But again, you're really looking for 100 yard rushing games with a touchdown. Then they'd be like, and again, that's, six, that's 16 points. You know, it's nothing, it's not crazy. Right. You're not. It's not those 30 point games from the most, unless he's running a 25, Hundred three yeah. touchdown games. You know what I mean? With, and then you have guys there, David Njoku, nice red zone threat. Um, And you have the receivers there that are arguably one of the best receiving corps in the NFL. You know, when you have Josh Gordon and Jarvis Landry, that's a hail of a combo.
1: That is a hail of a and combo. you got
0: Antonio Callaway, who I like a lot with some good upside, is a nice, like, you know, team threat. Corey Coleman, I'm not going to write him off completely, you know, because they invested in the first round pick. Is his third year. He could break out just like Nelson Aguilar did. I think I think with all these signs before we receivers, I think bringing in a guy like Jarvis Landry, having Gordon there and Duke, I think the one that gets hurt most about this is kind of somewhat David and Joku, you know when you have all these options and a a tight end more on those short intermediate routes and that's what Jarvis Landry runs I think Njoku gets hurt a little bit there
1: and not I mean not to mention that Njoku may not be ready man I mean he was really wrong coming out I know that you know there, there have been some uh some positive signs and he's flashed a little bit but excuse me um I'm just not sure he's all the way there yet. You know what I mean? As far as, as don't need him to be. No, I'm
0: not worried about, I, I like, I like in Joku.
1: So do long I term. Yeah. I think
0: athleticism there, there is fantastic. I think definitely if somehow like Josh Gordon walks. He's their number one red zone target, which is cool. Tremendous value on an offense. That's on the up there. I just think for this year, like if you're expecting a big step forward in Joku, I think his step forward comes more in the 2019 season and that was my than point. 2018. Yeah, that, I don't think he's going to be very viable for your fantasy team this year. That was
1: my point. I just think he needs a little bit more time to, to uh, develop.
0: And then, when we, you know, before we get to receivers, let's just bump up the quarterbacks here. Obviously, Tyrod's coming in. Uh, he's going to be the starter this year. I think he will be the starter.
1: Literally, he's only on a one-year deal.
0: Yeah, literally on a one-year yeah. deal. I think he's a starting quarterback on this team until they're out of the playoffs. Once they're eliminated from the playoffs, I think Baker comes in there and shows what he has. Uh, but I think Tyrod, I think the Browns, again, you know, maybe it's my homer bl- blinders, but I think the bl- the Browns could lit- legitimately be in a playoff contending team here throughout the season with Tyrod, who took a terrible Buffalo Bills team, terrible Buffalo Bills team, to the playoffs last year. I think he's good enough. I think he's slightly above average and with all the talent around him. And we just mentioned the strong running game that they have, and they're going to piggyback on that. And the receiving core he has – for what he did last year, I don't think any reason why the Browns can't be that kind of team. So I think he's going to be there for a little bit. And then you have Baker. So long-term Tyrod, we mentioned where Joe Flacco is going next year. Where's Tyrod going to be next year? Mm-hmm. He, you know, I think he will. If the Browns are somewhat of a playoff team, and maybe they just miss or somehow they miraculously skin the playoffs, Tyrod's going to get paid somewhere because he took two really bad teams to the playoffs. Definitely when the Bills finish this year with a top three NFL pick right. uh, in the draft. Long term, looking at Baker Mayfield, who you know, if you listen to our rookie podcast, I love. I mean, to me, he's he's slam dunk going to be good.
1: He was my he was my top quarterback as well, so I, I'm I'm with you there. But uh, it's interesting. I, I mean, I I'm, I'm not sure I'm with you. I, I think the Browns can make a big leap. I don't think I don't think it's going to take long until they're out of the playoff picture, though.
0: Yeah, they got a rough schedule, but yeah. I mean, we have to. I think we'll have to see. I mean, a good defensive, you know. It, everything has to fall together. With their defensive back, you know, back sends awards got to play good. You have Miles Garrett, who I think him and Ogba together, pass rush can make a huge thing on defense there. If you can run the ball and play defense, you can win games. So I, we'll I, I
1: personally, I think they're probably another year or two away from a big leap like that. I think it's going to take, you know, Baker Mayfield getting his feet wet this year and and then, you know, maybe learning a little bit more in a full season next year and then, like, probably – Two years from now,
0: again, it's weird because I, I I'm a huge Browns fan, so I, it's where do I put it? But there's a part of there's I'm telling you, my gut, man, I feel the Browns are gonna be like that surprise team this year. That that's it's in my I'm I feel it to my bones that they're gonna be one of the teams this year, barring to stay healthy and somehow, some way, end up being like that. Wild card team. I well, let's I hope see. I hope
1: it's not in your bones. I hope it's your crystal balls because I, even, I like it when the Browns are good. I don't ask but.
0: the crystal balls about how the Browns' season is going to go because I don't need to be ruined for because they, <laughs>
1: they lie to you. So let's get
0: to, let's let's wrap this up here with the receiving core here. So you got Jarvis Landry who finishes wide receiver three, I think, overall last year. Uh guy's caught a hundred you know hundred footballs on average for the last four years. I don't think a lot of people were selling Jarvis Landry. Think he's going to take a big drop down because it comes to Cleveland Browns already at OTAs. And minicamps, he's looked fantastic. Yeah,
1: I wouldn't expect his his game to drop off. I not mean, at all. No,
0: not at all. And then I don't really see that. Who do you? Th- okay, so here's the question.
1: It's not like he was getting thrown passes by some miracle worker or anything. It's been Jay Cutler last year and Ryan Tannehill before that. True story.
0: Who has more fantasy points this year, Jarvis Lander or Josh Gordon?
1: That's a tough one, man, because they're. Two, I mean, they're two really good. Um, Wide receivers, obviously.
0: There are reasons people have held Josh Gordon on their roster for this long.
1: He's amazing.
0: This guy has the talent to be the number one overall receiver in the NFL. That kind of talent. That's not even being. That's not even being facetious. That's not even being overblown. Uh, that's not stretching it by a little bit. Right. This no, guy I, has I, the talent to be the number one receiver in the entire NFL. I mean,
1: the only reason I hesitated is because I've watched every game that Josh Gordon's played and when he's on the field he's amazing. And yeah, yes, in the past he's kind of looked like he's checked out in a few different plays here and there.
0: Dude's trying to get paid, man.
1: But dude is trying to get paid. He's finally on like the last year of his contract after like 15 years yes. of being in the league. The <laughs> longest rookie
0: contract in the history of the um, NFL.
1: So yeah, he needs he needs to do well this year in order to get paid. So this is his year to really pull all his stuff together and and focus and everything. So I'm going to go with Josh Gordon. I think he's probably going to be the the number one. I think one so too.
0: I think he breaks a thousand yards. I think he's going to show some big playability. And I, you know what? I think the Browns are going to resign him. And I think the Browns are going to have two receivers. They're making fifteen million dollars a year.
1: I mean, I don't, I don't think it's a question as to whether or not he cracks a thousand yards if he stays healthy and he's on the field for every game. I mean, he, he got like sixteen hundred yards in fourteen games or something like that. The the one year that he played. So
0: I don't even know what what is it going to cost to get Josh Gordon. Like, what does it cost to get a guy like Josh Gordon? Multiple first, I think so. Yeah, I mean, for one, you're dealing with a guy who most likely has held on this guy forever. But, like, what's the investment there? Because you're potentially getting a guy who could be finished number one overall fantasy receiver.
1: It mean, it would be hard to – it's so hard to put the value on him um, just because of what you're saying. I mean, he's a guy that – he's obviously one strike away from never playing ever, ever again, and he's also – you know, one season from being the absolute best wide receiver in the league, so he's such a, an enigma. And um,
0: I can't say because I have too many shares of them. Uh, even like I, tra- I made trades for him last year. I've held on. To him. I have so many Josh Gordon shares, and then a couple leagues I don't have Josh Gordon. I have Jarvis Landry, so I can't trade for him, anyways. But right. I have so many shares of him. If I had, if I had to guess, I think he makes a nice comeback this year i think jarvis landry and josh gordon finishes wide receiver once potentially
1: that would be insane to me but i would love it
0: i think jarvis landry's gonna catch right around 90 footballs again i think josh gordon's gonna catch around 70 footballs but i think the the yards is what's gonna come to question i think you easily crack above 1200 yards receiving
1: i think so too i, I think see- i think 1200 yards and you know
0: if you're like predict Josh Gordon's 20, 2018 season, I would guess seventy four catches, one thousand two hundred eighty four yards, and nine touchdowns.
1: I was gonna I was gonna say right around that eight, 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 eight between eight and ten. You
0: know what, know, know what kind of numbers those are? Yeah, wide receiver one. Wide numbers. Wide receiver one numbers. Travis yep. Landry catched ninety footballs for nine hundred eighty yards. That's wide receiver one numbers. Yep. So it's
1: doable. It's definitely I pray, doable.
0: I pray for that okay i need it lebron just left a big hole in my head.
1: all right
0: <laughs> i have my indians to fill that void right now fill it but come past october after we win a world series I'll, that that joy is going to last me a lifetime but i need my browns to be good so
1: that'd be the icing on the cake sir
0: so in the meantime we'll be back um Maybe we're back with two episodes this week.
1: Mm, we'll see. Maybe we'll
0: be back next week. It depends because we are going to record another episode right after this. Mm. But with the holiday coming up, we're just debating what we want to do here. we got to play our cards right. But we're going to have, no matter what, before training camp starts here, we're going to have multiple episodes out during the week because we have to get all these teams in. So next up is the AFC South. Is that right? That's right, man. So we'll be back next week with the AFC South or maybe back in a couple of weeks. Matt and I will talk about this over the next couple of days. Maybe the podcast will just start coming out like every four days instead of every, every week. Every week, yeah. Until we get these done. I'm yeah. sure you kids will enjoy it. In the meantime...
1: A lot on the horizon. Um,
0: you know, make sure, again, you check out com. Uh, we've got to be close to soon to unveiling our new stuff we're working on.
1: We're a little in the dark on our end, so... Yeah.
0: Our, our <laughs> other partner over there, he's kind of like, yeah, hey, it's going to take six weeks. But I think we said that six weeks ago.
1: You know what it is? it is. It's the classic... You know, when you're remodeling your house, or whatever the guy gives you a, a time frame, and then it just blows right past it. You're like halfway done with the project when, <laughs> when it said you know the end date's supposed to be there.
0: I know we had an update like three weeks ago, like oh we're at this with it, but I was through. It's a lot. What we're do what we're having built, takes a lot of time. It does because it's going to be that sweet, people, and it's going to be on DynastyInteriors.com, where right now you can currently find, uh, you know, sweet articles, uh and sweet articles none of the rankings have really been updated on the site so we do apologize for that because we are one of the things we are building is an entirely entirely new ranking system where you actually be able to see dynasty matt's rankings here coming soon yes sir um so we will have new rankings but the thing is we're gonna make our rankings a little bit different than everybody else just from a visual aspect they're gonna look fantastic that's something we're building a little uh, teaser a little tease for you Good thing I'm not a stripper. I be showing too much.
1: <laughs> you just showed nipple. Ooh, <laughs>
0: la, la. Look at me. I'm not that kind of girl. I'm not that kind of girl. Um, you always leave us a rating review on iTunes. We did crack 600 reviews, Matt. Huh? We're at 605. That means a t-shirt giveaway. Wow. Um, so we do got to do a t-shirt giveaway. So having 600 reviews to, uh, to me is a huge, huge milestone for us. Uh, Again, when you leave a rating review on iTunes, it does tremendous things for the podcast. It keeps us up there when people are searching for Dynasty Podcasts, puts us up at the top because we have the most reviews, and we've maintained a solid five point uh, rating up there, mostly because of Matt. But you know, I'm here too.
1: You are here. You're part so of so to,
0: yeah. You know, that's that's a lot of love. I mean, when we started this podcast four and a half years ago. I never thought we'd be where we are today. It's pretty,
1: pretty amazing. Pretty
0: amazing. People find you interesting. Uh But hey, you know, it is what it is.
1: I mean, we've been friends for this long, Rich.
0: Yeah, just keep it going. <laughs> so to do that, let's just let's just make these contests about just the love of the podcast, okay? And let's do it two different ways. Let's give away two shirts. All right, I okay? like it, yeah. So we'll do one on Twitter, and we'll do one on our Facebook group page. So our Facebook group page, if you're not a member on there, again, the Dynasty community, we have over 2,200 people on that group. It's a giant forum where you ask tons of questions. You can put up Polls. Um, you'll get hundreds of responses on the polls. It's a great, great community right now for just dynasty talk as a whole. To me, I, I know there's a lot of other forums and whatnot. They have a lot of people that are members too, but I think for good immediate feedback, I think it's the best place to be. It's our dynasty group chat.
1: I mean, I mean, let's face it. Um, people are just on Facebook way more than they are on, you know, random forums. Yeah. I think I
0: personally think forums are a thing of the past. Uh, So, um, if you're not a member of the group, the group, all you have to do is literally go to our dynasty Click the group chat. You can join through Facebook there. Um, I'm going to put a post on there and the post is going to say, you know, it's going to be something about the T-shirt giveaway. All you have to do is like that post. And then in the comment section, just comment on what you like about the podcast. That's it. Just a, just a, something to make me and Matt feel good because Matt can see those posts. I'll see those posts. So just make us feel a little better. Don't suck our Don't suck our ass. Just tell us what you genuinely like about the podcast. All right. We'll pick a random one or winner from that. Cool. On Twitter. Same thing. Just say, you know, I like or love. You can say I like. You can say I love. I enjoy. Any synonym of those words that you want that then tag us at Dynasty Nerds uh, podcast because and then use the hashtag nerd 600 just to celebrate the 600 reviews. Right. So I'll get all those. Um, I'll like all those comments so I can track them too, but I'm going to be tracking them through the hashtag nerds600. Not nerd600, nerds600. Because there's two of us. There is two of us. And we'll pick a winner of that. We'll announce the winners. Uh, It depends how we – we're literally recording this next podcast right after this one. So if it comes out next week –
1: It'll have to be be the following set. Yeah, Yeah. so So it's not going to be next podcast. It'll be the one after that.
0: Yeah, we'll announce the winners out there. And we'll uh we'll mail you the shirt and we'll have a couple of shirts here for you. Uh, I think our shirt sizes right now are only I think we have one medium left, I think. And the rest are large through extra large. And I think we have one double XL and one four XL. And that's it. So our shirt sizes are somewhat we limited. Might,
1: we can accommodate people on the next order too if they have a different size than that. We don't want to limit people. True. Yeah. So you'll be a winner no matter what. Yeah, absolutely. So if you want a medium and just if you're if you're a different size than that, we'll we'll get it to you on the next order.
0: Yes, hundred percent. So Again, hashtag Nerd600. Tag us at Dynasty Nerds and tell us why you like the podcast on the Facebook group page. I will make a comment tonight. I'm saying that this is the t-shirt giveaway. You know what to do. Hmm. So, so if you didn't listen to podcast, you don't know what to do. Um, like the comment and then put a comment in there. And then, again, we'll give you a t-shirt. Perfect. And, again, it's the most comfortable t-shirt in the world. If you don't so win one, you could buy one on the website. Yep. Again, guaranteed. Increase your high five intake. You're going to look better. I retweet every time somebody tweets me a picture of them in the shirts. You, you can see it. Yeah. Guys, you you want to kind of like just high five that person.
1: And plus the people will attest to how comfortable they really are.
0: Absolutely. every re- love those comments. Hey, I always thought you were pulling my chain. I got a message on Maisie literally four days ago from somebody in the league. And he's like, Rich, I literally thought you were bullshitting about the comfort of the shirt. He's like, I think this might be the most comfortable shirt I've ever got. And that was just literally three days ago. We've had
1: like, people order multiples. Yes. Because once they add one of them, they're like, you know what? I'll have a one in three different colors, you, please.
0: You know Colleen has every single color.
1: I'm sure she does.
0: She does. So it's the most comfortable shirt ever. I'm not BSing anybody. Nope. Uh, I told the guy. I tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. Uh, and then, of course, you can leave us a rating review on iTunes if you enjoy the show just because it helps us out. Absolutely. And that's a long-ass show.
1: And we're going to wrap it up.
0: And we'll see you here in about five minutes. Exactly.
1: Toodaloo. Bye-bye. Ready, set, put Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Nerds
0: Fantasy Football Podcast. Make sure to check us out at DynastyNerds.com for up-to-date Dynasty insight. And follow us on Twitter at Dynasty Nerds.